0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Discussing Who, and we are just wrapping up Doctor Who Series 11. All of our reviews for Doctor Who Series 11, they're all posted. We finished the series, and we're ready to review the series as a whole. This is discussing who, of course. I am Kyle Jones and we are the podcast where we talk all things Doctor Who. And who are we? Again, Kyle Jones. And it would not be discussing who without Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you?
1: Doing pretty well, man. I'm uh, firmly back from the Spider-Verse and I'm ready to talk some <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, you, feel like
2: you, you feel like you should be swinging between buildings as we talk right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. That would only be natural right now, you know. Yeah. I will be t- wooed by that by that movie. You know? <laughs> I,
2: I don't want
0: to get into our review of Spider-Man, but I will tell you this. I have never had as much fun in an animated uh movie as I had in that movie.
1: Well, I, I I don't know if I go that far. I mean, it's it's done by if I'm just wrong here, I think I'm right. I think it's done by the Lord and Miller guys, which are the. Uh, Lego movie guys, the guys who were originally on the Han Solo, uh, movie. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it's very funny. If you, you know, know anything those guys have done, you sure. know, they're very comical and, um, just a different spin on, um, you know, this story we all know and love. And multiply times five with these different verses all coming together. But I, I'll, I'll table that discussion for discussion. There you go. Uh, discussing discussing com- comics. Yes,
2: but I will. Year.
0: But 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 I cannot continue without saying this. Two words, Lee. If you've not seen it, I have two no. words for you. Okay. Spider Ham. Oh yes, Peter Porker. Yes, yeah. I love okay. me some Peter
2: Porker. Excellent. Yeah. But Yay. you know what? I also love.
0: I love the fact that Lee Shackleford is back on this episode. Thank you. You're welcome. So welcome back, Lee Shackleford.
2: Thank you, sir. How are you? I am very well. Very well, indeed. I have, I have got the Christmas spirit, and, and I, I, which is a, a bit of a surprise because I am a notorious Grinch. And uh, here we are recording a week from actual Christmas Day, and I, my heart is full of uh, generosity and love and goodwill toward men and all that stuff. So um, I can't explain it. Mm, maybe it's because someone we
0: relatively know uh, or collectively know that you actually, I believe, called the Father celebrated a birthday today. That could be it. So who are, who are just kind of anybody that doesn't know who we're
2: talking about, who is the Podfather, Lewis Louis Trapani, founder of, of, of all Dr. Who podcasts, really. I mean, Dr. Who PodShock was the original Dr. Who podcast. And of course now there's, I don't know, 175,000 roughly oh. uh, Dr. Who podcasts, but before them all, there was Dr. Who Podshock and uh Lewis and his his uh friends and associates have carried that banner for all this time and um it's amazing so yeah so cheers i i celebrate the fact that lewis was born cheers
0: and agreed and yeah. um you know happy thoughts to lewis today and you know happy thoughts to everyone who is out there podcasting who is the recipient of being associated with Podshock, uh, you and I included. It's true. We're,
2: we're all sort of descendants of the, uh, the father podcasts. Yes, indeed. So I think, you know,
0: it might be since we're talking about the series in general, and we're talking about Christmas and we're talking about Podshock and the related content, I think it would be appropriate at this point to play a little bit of feedback that we got from none other than Dave Cooper. Uh, and of course, he is of Podshot fame as well as yes. the Colton Collective. Longtime so, co-host of Podshock. Yes, absolutely. So we will be right back after this message from Dave.
3: Hi, hey, Kyle Clonson Lee discussing who guys and of course your listeners this is dave ac of the and collective podcast responding to your question on your last show about uh, doctor who regenerations Uh, but just before i mention that i must say i'm really enjoying your reviews they are uh, positive and supportive and uh, uh, enjoyable to listen to so thank you for that guys uh, on a side note to that, the Cultum Collective podcast I do with Ian the Sixth Doctor, because it's been Sundays that they've been airing, that's a little put a bit of a kibosh on us doing our live shows, but we have been doing our Cultum Collective commentaries, and maybe some of your listeners will look out for those. But you mentioned about the regenerations and whether they've always come at the end of a series or Christmas specials. Well, Uh, It'd be difficult for me to actually go to all uh, the things. We do know that some things were added later. We learned how the uh, Eighth Doctor became the War Doctor. We learned how the War Doctor then became the Ninth Doctor. And, of course, before the uh, Fifth Doctor appeared, we have this glowing figure uh, on the hillside above. So there have been some things like that. And, of course, there have been... Perhaps false regenerations. Uh, in particular, what I'm thinking of is the Doctor and his famous arm um, in a in a jar, in a jug, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but let me point your listeners to a wiki page, yes, as well as a, a wiki page on the list of Doctor Who episodes from the classic series and the new. Uh, there's one on regenerations. Now I won't give the whole URL out, but you can certainly find it from Google. But the wiki page ends in wiki forward slash regeneration underscore bracket doctor underscore who n bracket so regeneration doctor who. and about two thirds of the way down the page you will find a, a section that says regenerations depicted in the series. Of course, we know the River Song story. Got to mention River Song if Kyle is listening. Anyway, guys, that's enough from me. Um, Let me be perhaps one of the first to uh, wish you and your listeners a a Merry Christmas. And for those who celebrate differently, um, Happy Holidays. Yes, I think I listened to the one episode when Lee mentioned that there's something like 17 different faiths have holidays over the Christmas and New Year period. And um, in the year of diversity, I think we must mention that. But uh, for those of us who do, happy Xmas. And uh, oh, one last breaking news that you'll probably have already mentioned, uh, and that is, of course, we will have the New Year's episode but that is all the Doctor Who we will get in 2019 the next series has been moved from autumn or fall of 2019 until early sometime in 2020 so that's a little bit disappointing but uh, there you go that's enough from me bye for now and uh, thank you for giving me a chance to uh, respond and as always it is fun having a uh well, it's
0: always fun having Dave on, which means we've got to get Dave back on an episode soon. That's right. But thank you, Dave. Appreciate the Christmas holiday cheers. And also, uh, thank you for sending in feedback. So, guys, are you ready to get into the review? Ready to dive in. All right, so I'm not going to give a spoiler warning this time because I'm assuming that if you're listening to a series review of Doctor Who Series 10, that chances are you've 11. already seen it.
2: Yes. I always wonder about that. I think, why in the world would you download a podcast about an episode that you haven't seen? But I, 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 people do, I guess. I don't know. So,
0: question. Clarence Brown, did you enjoy
1: uh yeah certainly certainly um i think i've talked about the the well i guess we'll get into it the high points of the season uh but overall you know just to give a you know in a few words yeah i loved it (laughs) okay lee did you enjoy me too absolutely
2: there was just no to me there was no no uh weak point in the season and i know that um there's a lot of social media that tells me that I'm nuts, but, uh, I'm going to stick with my convictions. <laughs> I had a great time with these 10 episodes. You, you know, I enjoyed them and,
0: and, and I'm going to ask you guys to help me figure something out during this episode because I enjoyed it and I'm actually shocked when I, compiled all of our ratings that we gave on our individual episode reviews to get a total series average i thought that we had done a little bit less and i was surprised at how many times i had given a five yeah so why don't we just kind of go over that really really quick and clarence you gave for the most part out of 10 episodes, you gave five ratings of star, I mean, of a five. Three out of five. And looking at your other ratings, you gave 4.8, 4.5. So, for the most part, I would say 50% or better. You were ranking everything pretty high up there. Lee, you can be called upon pretty much the same thing. You're rating just a Couple of points higher than Clarence. Clarence averaged out at 4.4. You averaged out at 4.53. Then I average out literally right between the two of you at 4.45.
2: Are you surprised by those ratings? Curious. Uh, Not at all, but maybe that's just because I sort of have statistics running in the back of my mind and. And so I, I I remember these things from week to week, but it, but it was interesting how many times we just said five, the three of us, we just said five, you know, the ones that we agreed on that
0: were fives across the board was episode one, episode five and episode six. Those were the three episodes that we gave five across the board. And I think no, episode five, correct me if I'm wrong, was the, um, to, s- the Saranga conundrum. Yes. Right. And we love the Pating. And the one that came right after that.
2: Demons of the Punjab, ah. which, uh, and if you, if you want to scroll around for these kinds of, uh, numbers online, um, among social media and so on, you'll find that a lot of people felt like demons of the Punjab was the high point of the series. Either Rosa or demons of the punjab hmm which for all the people who are complaining that the show has gotten too pc and is too caught up with social causes i can only say
1: <laughs> because what people are loving is rosa and demons of the punjab so there you go yeah and and personally like in my numbers i try my best to be consistent on um Scale wise, you know, yeah. gotta, you don't want to have all fives, but you know, you want to kind of, if you do have a five, you want to kind of rate everything accordingly. And uh, I think that's looking from these numbers, it looks like what we all did, which is a good thing. Um, cause you give it, it makes you think a little bit harder about, you know, uh, that next number you're going to give going forward. And you know, even though you may love it, you have to kind of push it up against what we've seen before. So I think we did a good job with these numbers. Yeah,
0: I agree with what you said, well, yeah. what both of you said, for that matter. So I just am, and, and, and again, I, I want you guys to help me figure something out by the end of this one. But I was actually kind of shocked that I actually rated Clarence some of the episodes higher than you did. And I'll be honest to both of you, I don't put that much thought into my rating other than the episode itself. And maybe I should think more about the series as a whole, but I go more (laughs) as a or not what comes before. I'm base it totally in the moment of did I enjoy it, did I like it for it it itself? So Yeah. So let me ask you guys about this. One of our lowest rated episodes was episode ten. It ranked I think third from the bottom of our overall ratings the only thing that it ranked above was uh the ghost monument as well mm-hmm. as arachnids in the uk so our finale was one of our lowest reviews and i yeah. find that interesting because the overall viewing figures for the first week have come in and it seems that it looks like 6.65 excuse me, million in the UK. That's up 4% over the previous um, episode. It takes you away. And what's really interesting. It is up 1.35 million or 25% over the Dr. Falls last year. Thoughts about that being so much higher than the Dr. Falls. What do you guys think?
2: I was just looking um, just before we got on the podcast, uh, this before we started recording it, some of these numbers and, um, you know, it's always hard to parse out popularity or the success of a show from the number of people who watched it. It's because it's not the same thing, but it is very interesting to see after uh, the internet is so full of people saying this, this season stinks and I'm not going to watch it anymore. Doctor who's been destroyed and you've crept on my childhood and blah, 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 blah. Um, This season as a whole had as many viewers as the first season of New Who. Um, Um, Correct. People are watching, watching the hell out of this show. (laughs) Uh, And it means that they're seeing episodes and they're coming back next week. People are loving season 11 and the 13th Doctor. That's just, that just seems to be a demonstrable, um, uh, numerical fact. And, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about We were up and down about certain episodes, but I think on the whole, we're just really enjoying what's going on here. So yeah, hmm. that's all
1: I got. Claire, yeah, what about it, you? Yeah. I, I just think in a season that is devoid of anything you may know and love about Dr. Who, um, past villains, uh, for yeah. the most part, I think they did a pretty excellent job to keep people engaged. And it may be why episodes like uh, Rosa and uh, Demons of the Punjab were the episodes that maybe resonated with us more because, you know, they are touching on things that are, that have happened in real history that we can kind of relate to in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So, you know, again, like a season devoid of, those tried and true enemies and maybe even concepts for that matter. Um I think they, they to to have such a good rating or a good viewership, uh, of course Jody Whitaker is gonna bring new people in, but you have to kind of look and say the stories had to stand on their own and they had to be good by themselves in this yeah. uh, silo. And I think they've done a very successful job in that aspect. Hmm. Okay.
0: I'm I, I'm with you there because I Um, I can sit here and think of some episodes that I already can say I have no problem recommending or thinking about watching again. And, you know, that's a good thing. So... Lee, I have a question for you at this point. You mentioned something in our last episode of something that you said was only half-baked and you wanted to sit on it for a moment and <laughs> and, and think of it some more. So we didn't get into it and, and we said we we're going to wait for the review. What was that? And I'm curious now that we're doing that review, what was it and, and what was it about that aspect or that's, impactful for this series
2: curious huh um i didn't know if you wanted to say this for last or, or or what but um i don't know maybe that maybe that creates the idea that we'll debate and then lee will give the answers at the end I right, well <laughs> well i know what i'm talking about okay but then well if you
0: want to hold it we'll hold it how about that
2: <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I was just, I was just struck by the idea that I'm like the teacher as the answers in the back of the book, but this is only an opinion, but I, I saw somebody, Oh, okay. This is going to sound like I'm, I'm shooting from way outside, but, um, I saw a great, um, little essay that someone had written that I saw on social media and I, apologize to this genius for my having not paid attention to who it was who said this, but this person was saying, <laughs> this is going to sound uh, left field, that the empire strikes back was the worst thing that could happen to the star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the phantom menace, but empire strikes back. empire, okay. well, which is, mm-hmm. which is my favorite of all the movies. Yeah. And, and this person was saying mine too. But th- think about it in terms of the big, long stretch of Star Wars, Star Wars, which will we'll now rebrand as a new hope. But when it was in the theaters, it was just Star Wars, for crying out Pete's sake. And it is clearly and transparently a film for little boys. It is. OK, so and then and, and, and 20th Century Fox never expected it to be anything more than that. Well, then it becomes a cultural phenomenon and people are writing essays about its, you know, how it clues to the, the, you know, the, the hero with a thousand faces and the master story and all these things and the deep philosophical issues in it. So now the burden is on the, on the franchise to start taking it seriously. And so you get Lee Brackett, great science fiction writer and Lawrence Kasdan is one of my screenwriting heroes. They're going to write a screenplay in which we're going to start taking all this stuff seriously and that's the point at which Star Wars turns off from being a lot of fun to being something that everybody's got to parse and uh, and look at it with a magnifying glass or a microscope and personalize and take into themselves and it 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 has a that has a shattering effect on the rest of the series. It was supposed to be fun and and I really thought this is a good argument i uh, you know I could sort of see it both ways but i I see what this person was saying was that once we started to 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 take the idea, the ideas of Star Wars as being some kind of a mega myth, that this is somehow uh, our new Bible, then we got trouble. Because you can't possibly please everybody from this point on. Everybody loves that first movie. But from then on, there's now fights. And, and what struck me was the same thing has happened in, in Doctor Who, especially in New Who. And we've been fighting fighting, fighting about things in uh the uh, the, the Stephen Moffat era now there's a new showrunner, a new doctor we 're going to change the doctor 's gender, which is so fraught in and of itself, and Chibnall knows that he has this tremendous history behind him of of what the show has been up to this point he's been specifically charged with making the show something else. You' with me so far. <laughs> Yep, his job was to change the show, and also to make sure that it's still Doctor Who. Well, what does that mean exactly? What is what is Doctor Who? It, after, in fifty-five years, it's been a bunch of different things. But so, Chibnall now has the task of of, of taking it all apart, laying all the pieces out on the table, as it were, and saying. What are the pieces of this that, that are essential? What are the things that make this show what it is? And I think the masterstroke is that he did something that nobody has, has done before, was that he said, at the core of all of this, you take away everything else. Let's take off the Daleks and the Cyberman, and let's take off you know, this, that, and the other thing. This is a show about how important it is to be a human being, to come into a situation and say, this is wrong. What these people are doing to each other or what this person is doing to that person, that's wrong. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. I'm going to stop it. And that's what it means to be a hero in the universe of Doctor Who because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to fix this if I don't do it. And so what he gave us was 10 stories where that's what happens. And it doesn't mean that the universe is about to blow up and it doesn't mean that, 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 that there's going to be a war between Daleks and Cybermen. And it doesn't mean that, you know, many of the things that were part of the, the, the broad strokes of, of uh, the, the, the Moffat and uh, Russell Z Davies era, it's going to be about people who are going to get in each other's faces and the doctor is going to get in between them and say, you can't do that. Not while I'm here. And and and, and I, I sat down with the 10 stories and I, I, I kind of boiled them down to what I thought were the, the issues like that. And the big theme of this season was intolerance of all kinds threatens all of us. And that means racism. It means religious intolerance. It means greed. It means selfishness. Once you take things and ideas, more importantly than human lives, then you're a menace that has to be stopped. And I think that's the big... Chibnall said he wasn't going to do a big story arc. And I think he was kind of playing with us because there is a big story arc. The story is that this doctor is out to uh fight intolerance. That's my big idea about this. And a lot of people are saying, this story, these stories are boring. Well, yeah, if you're looking for a big, big fight between spaceships or something like that, yeah, this season's not going to be for you. But if you want the human story. That really has been at the heart of Doctor Who all along. Then this season is for you, man. man jump on board because this is where it's going to get real. We're going to meet Rosa Parks. We're going to go to the. We're going to go to the, the the division between between India and Pakistan. We're we're gonna we're gonna confront the people who who used to put uh, women who who were who, who you know whose husbands said they talked too much, who used to dunk them in the river, and if they died, it proved that they were. Innocent, they weren't witches, you know. That's what we're gonna take on in this season. So there you go. That that's my idea about what what this season's been about, and I love it. You've been listening to the disgusting network. I mean, that. What else is there to say? Wow. <laughs> Closing titles. There we go. Uh, so well, Clarence, like, you want to like follow said, that one up? About it a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to. No. Um. I, I'll just say. I mean, do we? from you know while he was talking i was looking through the episode list again and you know just replaying these stories in my head and Going i wonder on the grass you know to... <laughs> no no i was <laughs> taking it all in i was i was consuming it all but but it made it made me wonder like I, it, when you talk about these um episodes that are about you know people and i wonder if like the history episodes which are the ones i loved i wonder if that was just too much or hit too close to home. Yeah. Was 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 that the issue that a lot of the old who old new who people have, you know. Um certainly uh, these can hit you in some way, maybe indirectly or you know, but but you can relate in some way to especially if you're in the US and the UK. Um you, you can relate to these these stories. I mean, demons of the Punjab is probably my favorite Doctor Who episode, period. Wow. <laughs> just, wow. just period. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if it, pe- old, old new who people or new who people are just bringing in too much baggage, you know, um, yes. Yes. to be if, able to accept it. Absolutely. That if you, if you're trying to view it for, through the filter of the
2: last 10 years of Doctor Who, you're going to be frustrated. But if you expect, but if you accept that this is something we're going to try something new then yeah then you're off on a ride you're off on a thrilling ride but yeah if you if you've got to be comparing it against everything else then yeah it's going to be frustrating
1: mm. <laughs> yeah, and, and and certainly we didn't get the um I'm the doctor I'm going to save the universe in this episode you know yeah. or in these two episodes which in my opinion is fine you know I early on I made the comment that Maybe um, I, I didn't feel that I got the I am the doctor speech. But looking back on the season, I, I don't I don't think I needed that because we got it in spurts all through out the season um, in these messages of love and treating people correctly. You know, how are yeah. you affecting the universe? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just not her style. She doesn't
2: make big speeches. She just does it. So, all right. So I'm going
0: to tell you guys what my question was. And it's interesting that you answered my question. So kudos to you guys, because you answered my question without even me having to ask it yet. Mm -hmm. So kudos to both of you. So here was my question. And it's a question that I've had, honestly, since the episode after Rosa. And part of it is what Clarence said, was waiting for that doctor moment, that doctor speech. And I think I may have probably said this at some point in our reviews, that I couldn't put my finger on it, but that something was missing and I didn't know what it was. And I've been wrestling, is the best way I could say, you know, conflicted, trying to figure out what it was, because I did not want to say I didn't like this episode or I didn't like this season when I'm comparing it to others. And that's why Clarence, Mm -hmm. I just attached to what you said about comparing them to other doctors series. But while you guys were talking, I got like this big light bulb moment and (sighs) here's, yeah, exactly. Here's what my light bulb moment was. I'm that classic doctor who fan who doesn't see the two of the, things as new who classic who, but just one continuation. But I love the throwbacks, the seeing the 10th doctor come back in day of the doctor, seeing the um, fourth doctor, seeing the first doctor, all of that. And that's good for me, but there's people out there that don't appreciate or don't get happy and don't get excited seeing the first doctor because they don't have a reference to the first doctor and there, you can't solely give me gratification of watching. It has to be (laughs) for other people
2: too. Yes. It has to be for young people. And for the first time ever, it's really for young women. It's for girls who are sitting up and saying, I can be that character.
1: That's me. Yeah, definitely a, a good point on that because I mean, me having started with new who forward and, um, we're, You know, we just went back to the first series and talking about it. And, you know, these moments where you guys are, you know, as Lee is pumping your fists in the air. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, meh, uh, uh, yeah. what, what's the, <laughs> what's the okay. big deal? Yeah. And then certainly with a new group of people coming on, um, m- maybe this was the right thing to not – Depend on those those things from the past to drive the episode where, of course, the 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 whovians are going to be cheering and loving that. But you have this other half of the audience are going to be halfway puzzled about, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's right. And and I have the feeling I'm going to say here on December 18th that we're going to get some Daleks in this New Year's special that it's, it's like it's now time to do the fan service. But I really admire the fact that uh, we did 10 episodes without any of that. Agreed. That these are all new, new yeah. and interesting villains. And, and I guess this touches back to what I was saying earlier, that a lot of people were complaining that if we're getting new and interesting villains, then there really aren't that many. You're saying, you know, apart from Sim Shaw, who, who are the who are the big bads? You know, who, where, where's the 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 Cybermen? Where's the you know, the I mean, the equivalent of those kind of characters? And I think that wasn't the point. I think this was ten episodes of. I'm sorry, folks, but the villain is you.
0: So let me ask you guys a question, and I, and I'm going to go back to the comparing this Doctor's series, series eleven, with other Doctors' first series. And I think I want to focus on the 11th Doctor's series, Hmm. as opposed to the 9th or the 10th Doctor. And I'll tell you why. The 11th Doctor's... River Song. No, Well, no, no, it's not about River Song, actually, believe it or not. (laughs) With the 11th Doctor, when Matt Smith took over, there was a new TARDIS interior, Mm -hmm. there was a new companion, there was a new Doctor... There was a new head writer and there was a new showrunner. Right. All the similarities are right there in play. And there was a new theme, uh, tune and there was a new logo and there was a new, uh, opening credit. So you've got all of these things that are similar to each other. And I'm just curious when we think of the first Amy Pond series of her and Matt Smith and I'm not asking you guys to talk about each individual episode, but just in the way Matt Smith transitioned into being the doctor, do we feel like it was a better transition or, or is there even a such thing as better because these are two different doctors? What do you guys think?
1: Mm. Well, I'll just say that I'm going to have very little to say on this because (laughs) I wasn't watching it live when it happened. So, um, Mm. So me seeing it was after the fact of going back and, and catching up, you know. So though so maybe my opinion on it is gonna be a little bit different. Um as far as the changes from the previous Doctor um and showrunners and things, it it did at first feel a little bit bit disjointed. Um and I don't know, cause so many things changed at once. But but overall, I mean, in my opinion, and maybe I'm I'm not remembering correctly, but I didn't feel that big of a disconnect, uh, from the previous series. Um, but seems like with this current season, it clearly feels different. And, and, and I, I don't know exactly what that is. That makes it, that makes the gaps so large. I really don't know. Hmm. Very good point. Lee,
0: what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I it really feels like apples and oranges to
2: me. Uh, I, I do remember feeling like there was a strong continuity between 10 and 11 and not the, the total break between everything and, and 13. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really hard to compare the two. I'm just looking at uh, season five here on IMDB and just looking through these, these episodes and realizing how many of them I didn't like. So in a lot of ways, I, it, it was, it was a weak season to me. um, It did have the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood, which I really enjoyed because uh, I wanted to see the Silurians come back. And and, and I loved how they handled that. But, uh, you know, that was the big deal.
0: You know, when I think of Series 5, I go back and I watch the first episode. I watch the the two-part finale. And Mm. I will occasionally watch the um, episodes, the two-parter with River Song. The other episodes, I... Um, you know, those are not episodes I go back to watch.
1: Yeah, just skip over. Hmm. Yeah, and looking at the viewership for that season, it does fall off by, I'm going to say fall off, but it does go down by the end yeah. of the season, which I guess is just natural progression for the show, because everybody's amped about the first uh, episode. And, and and uh, the season also features a lot of uh, tried and true villains coming back, you know. Mm. And yeah, new yeah, takes on
0: villains mm. that people hated and they never used again when they had those new designed uh, Daleks. I think that was episode three or four.
2: <laughs> that's right. The Hunchback Daleks. Yeah, the Hunchback yeah. of Notre Dalek. <laughs> Very good. But um, and, and, and season five does have Vincent and the Doctor. And I, I oh. won't hear a bad word about Vincent and the Doctor. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. But, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, it, it's really. I, I, I'm actually seeing a lot of uh, articles being written this week about comparing season 11 to the first year of other doctors, and uh, and in all cases, I just feel like it's 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 really hard to draw comparisons just because they're all so different. It, you really have to sort of torture the facts and the concepts to say, and this is kind of like how they did the. You know, no, it isn't. Just. <laughs> <laughs> season 11, I think is its own animal. So, all right.
0: So why don't we get into a little bit more feedback? And this particular feedback call com- comes from Paul of the sci-fi Jubilee blog. And I will put a link to the sci-fi Jubilee on our show notes below. But he says, as for series 11, he thought that the regular cast uh, worked well together and he liked the different or how different each episode was in tone and style. He does say that some scripts this season were a bit weak and he still can't shake the feeling that series 11 could have been a lot better than it ultimately was. So thank you, Paul. Here we and- go, Yay, Paul. Yay, Paul. Woohoo! All right, so guys, I, I, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. So I'm curious on a couple of things. And we're going to take the positive first. Let's always be positive. And then we're going to take the not quite as positive. We're going to do <laughs> our most liked things about Series 11, starting with our third, second, and then end with the first. And then we'll do our least liked things about Series 11, start with three, two, and one. So – Lee, what is your third most liked thing about Series 11? And and that can be a script, a character, anything. Anything you want,
2: because I did not, in any shape, form, or fashion, put any restrictions. I, I, I thought about this yesterday. One of my favorite things about the whole season is that the whole adventure, if you think about it, everything begins with Ryan throwing his bicycle off a cliff. <laughs> And I think that is hilarious. And uh, <laughs> you know, none of this would have happened. That we wouldn't have met the doctor. You know, n- none of this if he hadn't thrown Don't his. back it. of the club exactly. So that's that's my that's my number three favorite thing.
1: All right, number three, number three for you, Clarence. What is it? Uh yeah, I'm gonna have to say Team Tardis. Um, just the mesh up of these groups at this group as a whole. Um, you know, you have Ryan and Graham, which. You know, Graham didn't have to, you know, stay with Ryan or try to be still be the grandfather of the Ryan. But, you know, they have this bond, this shared experience. And then you bring in the as who from the very first episode shared in the experience as well. So, I mean, I just I love hashtag team TARDIS. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they did a good job of bringing in different types of people um that. You know the audience out here can gravitate to and latch on to, so I, I, I love that aspect of it, and and you know just the team working with the doctor and the doctor, you know, accepting them and having fun and being one of the gang, you know, a, a member of the crew, which I really love. The uh, fam, fam,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so for me, my number three was compared to last year ratings not only maintained what had come before, but they increased. So that was my number yeah. three, that that we not only kept what we had with Series 10, because there were so many naysayers saying, oh, well, the ratings are going to just go through the floor. No, they did not go through the floor. They literally skyrocketed compared So ratings maintained and increased. That's my number three. So number two, and I'll go first this time. My number two was that there was the diversity in cast. And I mean that for several ways. The first female doctor, you had a multicultural cast. You had a multi-aged cast. And it was not simply pairing the doctor to one companion. So that's my number two. And let's go back in reverse. So
1: Clarence, what's your number two? I feel like I want to be a, a bit controversial here. Uh, oh, maybe good. make Cal mad. Go for <laughs> it. It boosts our ratings. Uh, my number two <laughs> favorite thing is, I'm going to say the tortoise. <laughs> the look of the inside of the tortoise. Interesting. Um, to me, it really felt like something different. It really felt like something different. Maybe as where I look to even just the last few tortoises. um with the exception of the the first Chris Elkinson, Elkinson TARDIS, it looks like something that you know you can put people in a room, and say go build a nice looking library looking room, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they could have built it. But with this one, it looks it looks like a spaceship. It looks different. Um It looks like something I can't really dream up, you know, right off at the top of my head. You know, this very hexagonal, uh, hexagonal? is that the right word? Yeah. Uh, And crystalline structures. I thought it looked like a spaceship and it looked very different. And it wasn't something that you would, you know, come up with off the top of your head. So I think, you know, whether you hate it or love it, I do think the designers actually – You know, they actually tried to do something different with it. And and though it might not be to the liking of everybody out there, I do like that they tried something different and didn't just give us the, the, you know, what we've had before.
0: Cool. Good number two. I can't. (laughs) It's not going to complain. Good number two.
2: Good number two. All right, Lee, what did you say? It may seem odd that this would be my number two favorite thing of the season, but uh, um, being from Alabama and being a, uh, a social justice advocate and so on, I, I've really wanted an episode about Rosa Parks on Doctor Who for so long. <laughs> and my golly, we got it! And uh, so just just Rosa, just I'll just say Rosa. Okay. Number one, your most
0: liked thing about Series 11. And, Lee, I'm going to start back with you. So what
2: was your number one? Jody Whittaker's face. I just love when she wrinkles up <laughs> her nose when she's thinking... <laughs> <laughs> and it's not attractive. I think it was Nic- our friend Nicole who pointed this out, that it's it's wonderful because she is not being a pretty girl. And Jodie Whittaker is a very attractive woman, but, but her doctor just doesn't care. And I just love when she makes that face because it is really not attractive. But she doesn't care. She's thinking, you know, that's the doctor to me. I love that face.
0: Okay. All right. Clarence,
1: favorite thing about series 11? I'm going to say, um, although controversial, I think the idea that they did not shy away from controversial topics, um, socially in, in this season, you know, things from seeing Ryan getting slapped in the face, you know, <laughs> uh, just, just things like that throughout the season where it seems like, um, they never shot away when trying to maybe present something in a semi-realistic light. You know, they they embraced it. And they say, if this was what really happened, you know, if, it's a, if a woman is going to be judged as just the assistant uh, <laughs> and ground the leader, we're going to go with that for a little bit and we're going to yeah. play with it. We're, we're, we are not going to shy away from topics that a female doctor in the past would present or a black guy in the past would present. So I love that they embraced that and they made it work for the stories. They, they made it work in a very believable way. And, you know, I think that's something that years from now we can look at it at Doctor Who for this season and say, OK, that was cool.
2: Cool. Wow. That's really well said. Everybody write that down what he just said yes and
0: and and what's interesting (laughs) is it's so deep compared to my number one which (laughs) was (laughs) just me having a lot of fun with being quite shallow Mm. and i have one word for my (laughs) pating yes (laughs) pating was my most liked thing about series 11 because i want to buy a freaking patine doll or a pop yeah. vinyl of the patine and then I, my life will be complete <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they, they're gonna make them they gotta they gotta they gotta well before we get to our least like things i you did mention our friend nicole and nicole also sent in a little bit of feedback then i'll read that since we're talking or just recently talked about nicole i will uh say that she did make a comment talking about last episode in regards to Graham and uh, Tim Shaw. She says the doctor was not okay with Graham killing Tim Shaw, but it was totally cool for him. Um, to, for her to lock, him, or for Graham to lock him in the stasis chamber on the brink of death for eternity and being in a suffering mode, basically. It was like when she didn't want the spiders killed, so she let them suffocate to death instead of putting them out of their misery. She gets the fact that the doctor doesn't like violence. That's fine, but it's complicated issues like this need to be addressed more in the show because it's not necessarily a black and white situation that she felt that torture is worse than killing in the end. But that's just her point
2: and, and a very good point at that. It is. And I said, I hope that Nicole will join us when uh, we, uh, cause I assume we're going to get back to, to doing the rest of the original uh, run of the, the new who and, uh, That means we're about to meet Martha Jones Yes, and we're going to – and I know that Nicole's a big Martha fan as am I and that's going to take us to Human Nature and Family of Blood which has uh, one of those endings that's kind of like this where you you say – Wow, doctor, uh, you feeling okay, buddy? <laughs> so uh, we'll get there. Yeah. So that's what's fun about d- doing an
0: invitation over the air, Nicole, is uh, <laughs> you almost, you know, you don't have to, Nicole, yeah. but we're definitely since it's Martha Jones, Nicole, hint, 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 uh, you know, we can't wait to have you back. I think she got it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she, you you know, I was trying to be a little subtle there. You know, I I hope I I wasn't too over the top, Nicole. Um, (laughs) so guys, our least favorite things about series 11, starting with number three, Clarence, what say you? What was your number three least favorite thing?
1: Oh man, this is hard.
2: This is, (laughs) it's interesting
1: that this is harder, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, wow, I don't know. Maybe okay, I got a good one. Um, maybe the the I'm not gonna say the least favorite. The thing that maybe like puzzled me, and I brought it up many times in the past of so the whole gun message. It felt a little little disjointed. Um, by the end there, doctor says whatever I you know I, I changed my opinion over time. You know I told you this first because you know I didn't know you that well. So so maybe the Seemingly disjointed message. There is probably what felt weird to me. Uh, not necessarily bad because she does kind of clean up by the end there, but but it just felt weird. So I don't I don't know. Maybe if I had to pick a three, that would be it. All right, Lee, what say ye? I'm kind of stuck
2: too. There 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 are things that 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 seem like plot holes or things that that bug me. I I guess I, I'm with Nicole on this about arachnids in the UK that. Really, we got to the place where we're going to leave the spiders to die, and we just sort of walked away. And it's one of the few times in the series where I said, hey, I don't think you're done here. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. that's probably going to be my number three things, uh, uh, number three least favorite thing in the season. Okay. So for me, number three, and I'm changing
0: it because it no longer applies because you guys explained it so eloquently and well Mm. earlier but my number three originally was the disconnect or no overall narrative but after listening to the two of you i'm seeing that maybe there was a narrative but but that's still what i had written down nonetheless Mm. all right so for number two of our least favorite things i'll start first Number two, Clarence, I did give you props a minute ago for saying good number two when you said that the TARDIS interior was your number two most like things about the series. For me, the TARDIS interior was number two, my least like thing about the series. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's why I've been, maybe that's just been so claustrophobic in my mind that that's what's been messing with me for this entire series but i do not like the tardis interior it just feels i don't like the big um column in the middle i don't like the 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 crystal structures i don't like how it's um claustrophobic i do like being positive i do like how the entrance looks i don't mind the hexagonal or whatever agonal shapes they are all of that it looks cool but it's when you get up to the console i don't like the crystal tardis i don't like the cookie creamers or whatever (laughs) you know
1: just yeah Can I pose something to you? Maybe it's not the actual structure of the TARDIS. Well, we'll we'll say the columns are weird, but I think maybe it's the darker lighting that might be the biggest Mm. issue. Because it's very dark. Maybe so. I just
0: would like, you know, if you've got four people supposedly living and traveling in there, I just would like a little bit of openness to it so that it looks like something where people are actually traveling into to me. Some of the original TARDIS interiors, when we know they were on a minimal budget, look bigger in scope than that looks around that um, console. And I just feel like they're claustrophobic. So that's, that's my number two. Yeah.
2: Lee, what about you? What's your number two? My number two thing that I disliked about the series is the Morax. Uh, props to Chris Chibnall for creating a uh, new, new villains for the, the, the franchise. But, um, they're mud monsters that are b- exiled to earth and they're being held in place by a tree. Um, okay. Um, and then they turn people into zombies, yawn, and then you can put them back again by putting part of the tree back there. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't know. No, no, just no.
3: Okay,
2: just no. All right, so what
0: was your, Lee Shackleford, your number one least liked thing about Series
2: 11? The new TARDIS console.
1: (laughs) I get it. No. (laughs) Thank you. I love,
2: frankly, I love everything in the TARDIS until they get up to the console. I, I I love the whole network of of hexagons and and I love I, I love the crystals I, I and I really think Clarence has put his finger right on it too is that it's part of the whole uh, zeitgeist of of season eleven saying we're we're starting over. And it does. It looks like nothing that we've ever seen before. It looks like nothing on Earth because it's not from Earth. And, it, you know, and that's brilliant. And then you get there and there's a miniature TARDIS and an hourglass. And yeah. they are like, oh, well, well oh. Mm-hmm. I just wish that they'd gone all the way with it. I wish that everything on the console was somehow as, as, uh, as surprising and as weird as the rest of the the room is and and I'll go with Kyle too I wish there was a hallway where there was some light so we could see that there's a place where you know uh they 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 have bedrooms and stuff mm. cuz you know even with Matt Smith's um
0: Mechanical, whimsical looking TARDIS, you at least, and, and yes, it was small around that, uh, console and the walkway around it, but mm-hmm. you had layers that you could see and you could see him, you know, up under and they, and they had the walkway to, that they had to walk down to get to yes. the door. So I you loved s- that level underneath. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. you saw different aspects of even though you had that small whatever, I, I, I think if they would have gotten rid of one or two of the columns and not had maybe quite so many that that mm. might've have, would have helped lighten up the mood a little bit. Maybe So maybe so. Mm. All right. So for me, my number one, uh, least like thing about the series was not the title sequence, but that the title sequence was not long enough. Mm. I loved the music. I love the rendition of the original theme. Nobody has ever gone back and redone literally to where it almost sounds like the original. I love that. And I love the visuals. It needed about 10 or 15 more seconds to it.
2: Oh. Still looks like a colonoscopy to me, it, but yeah. it's, uh, but I've learned to accept <laughs> it. There's well, nothing wrong with the colonoscopy, to me. So, you know, but, but they're good but, for you. Yeah.
0: But just yeah. n- not in not in your catardus interior. I mean,
2: right. you know, Whatever. <laughs> not in my Doctor Who, please. <laughs>
0: All right, so, Clarence, your number one. What was your number one?
1: Yeah, I don't think I gave on number two either. Oh, I I think- I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> well, no, I, no. I
2: thought. Oh,
1: did hmm. I? I don't. I don't think it. <laughs> anyway, well, um, right, well, what was your number two? <laughs> I'm so I sorry. Think it would- no, no, that's fine. I think it'll be the whole fact it seemed like this happened more early on than later in the season, but there were a lot of instances where we were told instead of shown. And Mm -hmm. for me personally, even having, you know, come up through up to season 11 and it seemed like certainly for new people, it seemed like that would have been something that would have been off putting because it happened more than a few times. If I'm trying to jog my memory Mm -hmm. and remember, but um, you know, I don't, I don't like exposition where, it seems like they could have showed us. And then also there are a couple of instances where instances where the exposition came right before the reveal, you know, the setup, <laughs> like, you know, moments before, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a little clunky. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe that. And, and for my last one, I'm going to be very uh, superficial, I guess, and say the the doctor's boots. Is the first. <laughs> we're still on the boots. Though I is did it? forget about it over time, but yeah, that. <sighs> is it the boots or the pants? Maybe the combination of both. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It it seems like her um, costume slash outfit or whatever. Um, it seems maybe the weirdest weirdest of New Who. Uh, maybe it harkens back to earlier times, classic <laughs> times, but it does definitely seem like the weirdest of New Who. Mm. Um,
0: uh, do do I have permission to steal your um shoes slash costume and make that my number three since my number three doesn't apply anymore? Ah, right, go for it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So that is now my number three. So. All right. So let's, this is, this is our last of our countdown real quick, which is your top three uh, episode recommendation as to series 11 and why you recommend it. So my, I'll start it off. My number three is going to be the demons of the Punjab. That is my third top recommendation of this series and i say that because i knew nothing of the partition of india before this episode and i went and read and learned about it so that's my number three and that is why clarence what was your
1: number three uh the saranga conundrum which um you know, just a wonderful spacefaring episode. I love it when they're uh, out among the stars, and this was certainly one of those episodes. Uh, pating, pating, I say pating. that, and and with this impossible uh, scenario that they're trying to figure out by the end of the episode, or uh, or death to all. So I, I, <laughs> I love that uh, in in that episode. Yeah. Okay, Mr.
2: Shackleford. Yeah, I would put Saranga Conundrum at Number Three also.
1: Of my top three.
0: Awesome sauce. All right. So, Clarence, your number two. What was your number two episode?
1: Oh, man. We have to say The Woman Who Fell the Earth has, in my opinion, at least been a top two uh, simply because it sets up everything going forward. You know, in a season where we didn't have many things that harkens back into previous seasons or characters, I think for – this episode, uh, Bridging the Gap, you know, most of the episodes she's in, in Capaldi's gear, you know,
3: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it it definitely felt like a very, very successful transition into a new doctor. Uh, and I, I really love every aspect of it. We talked about it earlier, the setup for the new campaigns, uh, um, with Ron Yaz and Graham all was very felt very natural. um. Cool. And just the setting there in Sheffield, I thought was beautiful as well. So, yeah, uh, the woman who fell to Earth. All
0: right.
2: So, Lee, what was your number two? I'm going to have to put Rosa in there. I, everything Clarence says about woman who fell to Earth is, is so true. But eh, with only ten, if we're going to pay three. I'm going to have to go with Seranga and then Rosa. Mm-hmm. There you okay. go. All
0: right. So my number two is going to be... Rosa, that is my yeah. number two. Um, the reason I chose that is because from nothing to do with the story itself, mm. but from the editing of it, it was something that I always want our episodes to be good. I always want anyone listening to enjoy, and I want there to be quality of not only sound but as well as content. But for this episode, I just went overboard trying to make sure that I did it right. And I, you know, and I did that for, you know, in my mind, out of respect for Rosa Parks, but I just, I spent a lot of time and put a lot of love into making that uh, episode uh, of our episode. So that in itself is why I chose Rosa. So, all right. Number one, Lee, I'll let you go first this time. What was
2: your number one? Demons of the Punjab.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I
1: second that. There you go.
2: <laughs> we can wrap this up pretty really quickly. Okay. So I'm
0: assuming Mr. Uh, Brown, that your number one is the demons of the Punjab.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm right. I'm right behind Lee on that one. Um I, I, I think maybe uh, Lee mentioned this before, but the fact that uh, the villain is us, uh, <laughs> Uh, just range through in this episode. And again, like you mentioned, the aspect of history that some people may not know as much about and it encourages you, encourages you to go and research a little bit more. Yeah.
0: All right. So for me, my number one was the woman who fell to earth. And the reason that I chose the woman who fell to earth was for everything that the two of you have already said about it. And the reason I put it as number one was if this was something that I was recommending to other people and I was going to recommend this, bef- this particular one is my number one to recommend. I needed for the people to see who these characters were before they could better experience Rosa or better experience the demons of the Punjab. So that's why I put that as number one. All right. So we- uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I'd say it's sweet. Cool. All right,
0: cool. All right. So I have one final question before we wrap up. I don't want to do a, um, you know, what is your rating? Because our ratings speak for themselves. So I've got one final question for you. And this is kind of coming out of left field because I didn't put it in up in our notes. So I'm curious to hear your answers. The final question is who is the 13th doctor?
1: Uh, I, I think Lee's already said this, but, but, To me, the 13 doctor feels like somebody who cares above all and will do anything, you know, like, like Lee said, to to help people. And ultimately that is shown true in all the stories we've seen so far. And, and yeah, I I just feel that through and through that she's about helping people at any cost and, and about caring, caring for people and (laughs) human decency. (laughs) Um. So I feel like that rings through and through and, 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 um. In these episodes of this current season.
0: Okay. Lee, what, what say ye? Um,
2: I may have missed the question. H- who
0: is the 13th Doctor?
2: She's somebody who cares. Who cares about people. And um, and cares about doing what's right. And I, it may be as simple as that. Okay. My
0: take on the 13th Doctor is we're finding out who she is as she finds out who she is. Mm. She's, she is not grandiose. She is not worried about being the oncoming storm, the, Mm. not worried about being the destruct, destroyer of the Daleks. Mm. She's, as she said, actually in the first episode of the series, I'm just a traveler and I, when people need help, I do what I can. And that's it. Yep. If anyone wanted to find out what other things you guys are working on, where could they go? And Clarence, I'll start with you.
1: I will say check out our YouTube channel where we talk about comics, among other things. And that can be found at YouTube.com slash Discussing Network.
2: Good deal. So, Mr. Shackelford, what about you? I will point people, as always, towards uh, the website relativitypodcast.com, the official home of our sci fi audio drama series, Relativity, which uh, features not only the voices of uh, myself and Clarence Brown, but every now and then Kyle Jones. Yay! Woohoo! I could say,
0: you know, if you're listening, if you've never listened, you've got to start listening to relativity because it's very important that you remain connected
2: to relativity. There you go. Jump on at episode 21. That's what I'm recommending to people these days. So. Ah, okay. But, or if you want to go and hear the
0: long game of the story, go back to episode number one. You will you're not do that. be disappointed. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, sir. And for anyone listening, if you want to find out other things that we are working on, you can go to discussingnetwork.com. So for everyone listening, if you're listening to us immediately after this show goes out, we wish you and your family and your friends and your loved ones the best holiday season and season's greetings, Merry Christmas, however you celebrate the holiday. We celebrate it with you and good cheer and we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more
2: at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again, 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download, when you start a new audible subscription and you can choose anything at all from that vast library but we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic doctor who titles which include new adventures of the doctor but also torchwood and river song and they're performed for you by actors you know and love wonderful voices tom baker alex kingston david Tennant. the list goes on and on so try it out for 30 days And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way, free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussingwho. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash discussingwho, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?